The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. Always a joy to be with you. And I have a guest that is a first-time guest in the studio today with me. Andrea Sherwood works for NBC Universal. But she's also involved in what's called C-Suite, and she organized and founded the Orlando chapter sometime uh, back, and we'll get all of those details from her. But welcome, Andrea. It's nice to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Got to meet you at the Christian Chamber. Yeah, A lot of my initial, when I started off doing this radio show in 2019, uh, a lot of my interviews came from the Orlando area, came from either direct involvement in the chamber or indirect and i got to meet you crystal parker introduced you to me and uh said this is the person you got to have on your show so here you are oh thank you crystal she is just always helping me to to make connections she's wonderful she really is tell me a little bit about yourself i know you're married and i I don't think you're from this area originally right 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 um, yeah, married 27 years, um, been in the Orlando area for about 11 years. We moved here from Colorado. Um, we oh, were in the Denver wow. area for Beautiful 13. Beautiful area. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really pretty. Um, but we were coming out here to travel and and really just just loved the Central Florida area and decided to make that that transition over 11 years ago. Now, for someone that lived with all those mountains around it, if you've never seen Colorado, you probably don't think that's a big deal. But when you've been in Colorado and you see those purple mountains, they don't call them purple mountains majesty for nothing. They're amazing. How was that to kind of come then to palm trees and kind of flatland? Well, you know, I actually grew up in Southern California. So we lived there till I was about 12 years old. So Ah. Um, for me, just going back to where it's warm year round and and not having to to deal with the snow, I think that was that was the biggest pull. Um, my husband was raised in Colorado, so for him, it was like going somewhere that was going to be vacation year round. <laughs> yeah. it just felt like tropical, and we really love it. I always kind of tease my my husband. They came he came here for the flowers. He really loves being around all the tropical flowers. Well, the tropical flowers are gorgeous. <laughs> There's a couple of places like Lou Gardens, if you've never been there. I yes. mean, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a must for him. He's yeah, we can there. just go and sit there for hours. Oh, it's, yeah, you know wonderful. that. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous and many other places as well. But uh, boy, I, I sure I've had one trip to Colorado in that I loved and I'll never forget it. It was wonderful. Uh, Andrea, uh, we talked about this just very briefly in introducing you. You work at NBC Universal, but not so much in the park side. Uh, you're not out there either performing in shows or guiding. You work in cybersecurity. Right. Now, that's something that I'm not sure a lot of people would have put NBC Universal, but all media companies really have to be very, very concerned about this uh, this issue, right? That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, really, any corporation right now, you're dealing with ransomware. You're dealing with all kinds of of cyber risk that you can have within your corporation. So, yep, it's 
it's a big company. It's got a lot of, of different likes to it. So we've got Peacock and you've got your all of your broadcast stations and, and Telemundo. And so there's a there's a lot to NBC Universal as a company. You know, when I grew up, there were three basic channels that everyone had. And then PBS came around mm-hmm. and we had four. And I, I remember the uh, gift, one of the gifts that my parents bought us when we got married was a TV that was state of the art. It was 19 inches big. (laughs) Imagine that. And it had 13 individual tuners that were all touch. So you would change channels by just reaching over and touching one of the 13. They were all vertically arranged and went up the whole side of that 19 inch television. And we watched NBC back in that day when it, and it was, of course, it was color. I grew up without color. Then it became color. So that's how old I am. And here you're dealing with things that the average person back in, in those days when I got married in the mid-70s, they wouldn't have even thought of. I mean, yeah. computers were not even around. What was cybersecurity? I mean, that was something space age, right? Right. So it sounds like science fiction. You'd, you'd wait for those uh, reruns to come on because you missed a show, and now you can just go stream it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned Peacock. That's something that's kind of a relatively new thing, right? Right, right. Their answer to Netflix and Disney Plus, that's their, you know, their their live streaming, or Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not their live, but their streaming Kind of a view on demand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, As you want to watch it, you can watch it anytime. And it is really uh, getting crowded with all these names and all these different companies that are doing that. How did you get into cybersecurity? What what caused you to think, hey, I want to become a pro with that. Yeah, it was kind of by accident. I was in IT. So um, actually went into when I was about 23, went into school and decided that that was I already had three children at the time. Um, That was going to be a career path that would would be very lucrative. I literally went in because it was a good paying position. (laughs) Um, So so I, I, I always encourage people that when you go into a position, even if you don't necessarily go into that for the right reasons, that God will lead you to the path that you were meant to be on. I and believe so that. Nothing wonderful. is lost on God. Right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so my husband and I were married really young, and he went in the Navy right away, and we just took jobs. We didn't really think about career for a while. And then mm-hmm. um, at about 23, I went back into school, went in for IT. And ended up with a really uh, neat job with a very small company that said, okay, you can do our admin stuff, our event coordination. And then also, since you're going to school for IT, why don't you do all our computer stuff too? And so that that worked out really good. I could go and network their computers. I built some computers for them. I ran cables in the ceiling and and did a lot of uh, fun computer IT yeah. things for them. And so I got to kind of get hands on right after go- taking a class. Now that's impressive so because really I cool. never built a computer from the ground up the way you're talking. Although I think I could do it. I, I believe I could. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> not in this day and age, but back in that time uh, with tower computers coming yeah. up, I yeah. mean, that became, all of these were just like little parts and pieces. Then you, if you knew how to well, uh, kind of guess, uh, condu- uh, connect the hard drive to the motherboard, you were off and running. Yeah, my uh, my boss at the time really wanted to save money. So he said, go find the best parts you can find 
so that we can build these computers. We built, I want to say, six or seven different computers for the office so that we could just have these really high quality computers Mm -hmm. that weren't um, just, you know, built and then buying them kind of inexpensive from Best Buy or. Right. So so it it worked out great. They lasted. I I did one for my father-in-law and he had that thing for 15 years. And I think it was just recently (laughs) I built him for him in the, I want to say 2000 three or something. And he had it just till recently. Yeah. He had it a really long time. I remember one of the early computers and someone was making a selling point about it. They said it has a hard drive of 600 megabytes. You'll never need more <laughs> right. memory than that. Right. <laughs> now we have, uh, we have crazy. files that are multiples of that. I mean, just, it's really amazing just to see what's happened, what can be done with computers, but you know, all good things find their ways into the hands of people that are rather malicious. And that's what cybersecurity is all about. And you mentioned ransomware. Have you ever had to deal uh, personally with that yet? I haven't. So I guess just quickly, uh, how I got into cyber, I went into Lockheed Martin at t- in 2005, I got a position there in their, in their really in their IT side. Mm-hmm. And they had a very small group for, for corporate information security at the time. And they were just growing it because of course the need was becoming more, you know, they, it was more important for them to start growing their different p- parts of cybersecurity. So I was given a position within an uh, cryptography and into a system where we were building um, encryption for the company, and then we were we then I was given the opportunity to actually do digital forensics, and so went into. Their... You just brought in a couple of terms <laughs> that a lot of people are. What what cryptography and digital forensics? Explain those. So cryptography is when you like if you have to encrypt an email so that it can't be read by anybody unless they have a key to open your email okay. or if they. Or if you need to encrypt the traffic because you don't want somebody to spy on the the information that's being sent from one place to another. That's, you just have to have a password to open to, it. Right, yeah. right. You one person has one part of the password, another person has has the key. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff that goes in with that. And it's, digital forensics. And digital forensics is it's forensics within the cyberspace or the computer space or your network space. So it's basically um you if say there's there's a crime that's done and you need to take an image of that system so that you can get evidence of what was happening on that computer and that and basically you you would have to certify in in the court of law to to just be able to say that that wasn't touched that evidence wasn't touched so just like any kind of crime scene you have mm-hmm. to you have to kind of lock that down and then take that and it becomes and evidence it yeah it becomes yeah. M- yeah. evidence in court yeah. And, yeah. that, and so there's the legal side to all of that. My goodness, all of, there's just so much to know about that. And yeah. it's such an intricate world when you think about uh, the advent of the integrated chip, the IC, as it was called back in the day, and how that changed everything. And now your world, the world got smaller, and in the tech world, it got minute. It got very small, but those very small chips can contain massive amounts of not only information, but threats. Yeah, that's right. And so what basically, as I went through my career, decided digital forensics was not my path, um, ended up, long story short, ended up in governance, risk, and compliance is where I'm at today. And it's really looking at the cyber risk within a corporation and mm-hmm. looking to see 
um, where can we reduce risk? Where can we remediate things so that we're we're lowering our chance of of having a ransomware attack or having somebody get into our network and spy on things or to be able to access systems they shouldn't be able to access. And that's something so important because I know a lot of what are the targets for ransomware and and that if if friends if you're not that familiar with it, it's where someone gets a hold of your data, locks it up, and makes you pay a ransom to get it unlocked. And uh, a lot of the times, targets for this would be communities, cities. And they would just go in and take a hold of the hard drives of the government of that city and hold them at ransom. Yeah, and you know what they're doing is they're encrypting it. They're basically making it so that you can't open it. It's a really tight, locked encryption mechanism and you they have to give you the key then to unlock that mm-hmm. and now you have I to pay a, for it <laughs> i have a friend that his his company was uh was the victim of a ransomware attack and they had made the night before this happened they had made a complete backup of their system mm-hmm. and that was clean and they were able to re- just kind of back and boot everything back up and then further lock all of that down before they went live with it so important yeah, to have those and, backups. Uh, so. I just can't imagine what it would have done to his company. Right. But that ha- that's actually happened. And yep. isn't it true that most most cities actually end up paying the ransom? You have to have that business continuity plan. So that's a, another kind of buzzword in the in the IT in the in the business. You mm-hmm. have your have your disaster recovery, have your business continuity. How can you continue business in when you're facing any kind of disaster, and that's that ransomware can be that one of those disasters. So, what what is uh, before we leave this topic? What is the biggest, most common problem that companies either do or don't do when it comes to cybersecurity? I think it's just being um, complacent with going through your day-to-day business and not taking care of the things like keeping your systems patched, keeping uh, you know keeping your applications and your operating systems patched with the latest up to date. Th- yeah, getting keeping all of those those up to date um, keeping your systems up to date so that when there's an attack, at least you have your system patched to the latest. Now, knowing that there are what's called a zero-day attack, they're still going or zero-day malware that can be out mm-hmm. there and there's there's definitely times when something can hit your system or you can click on something and it's a zero day which means there isn't a patch for it um there's still those things that can happen but you have to be completely aware at all times what are you clicking on Don't, it, i mean the biggest problem is is uh enterprise compromise you're you're Business being compromised because somebody opened an email and clicked on a link that now opened up a portal for somebody to get onto your network. It's just like somebody opened the window to a thief. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, just realizing that, you know, don't just click on a link. Make sure that you're you're doing some research. You're calling up somebody. If somebody sent you something, you want to make sure that they actually sent it to you. And even if they sent it to you, they may be sending you something unintentionally that's bad. So even that isn't necessarily going to help. But and one of the common uh, entry points to all this would be social media sites. Absolutely. Yep. That is uh, LinkedIn is is from a business perspective. People sending attachments and having those malicious links. It's it, absolutely a problem in social media. And not all of the uh, malware is uh, ransomware. 
But right. uh, the malware itself is a big enough problem all by itself. Yeah. It can really mess your business up, mess your uh, files up, uh, mess privacy up out oh, the window. Yeah. So these are things that I know you have to deal with. And uh, it's really great to know we have people like you that care and really have a heart for what they're doing and want to protect not only their company, but all the employees and the general public as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely love just talking to people about it and helping people to understand how to be proactive because that's, I think, the most important. And, then, and GRC, which is Governance, Risk, and Compliance, GRC within the cyber team is really that branch that is is working to be proactive. And that's what I've, I think that has drawn me to that area most. So final thing about this, uh, all our listeners, generally speaking, just keep up with keeping your computer locked down, uh, make all those patches, make all of those updates that you need to make. Uh, it doesn't hurt, depending on if you have a, a PC, especially having some sort of uh, maybe antiviral software or something yeah, like that VPN, is pretty important. Your firewall. Yeah. 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 Firewall. That's, that's an important thing too. keep people out. Uh, how did you come to know the Lord? I was raised in church, so my parents were really diligent with, uh, they sent my brother and I to a, a private school when we were in Southern California. I went to a Lutheran school. Um, so I really was in church my whole life. I would say that I don't remember a time that I really, really consciously believed in Jesus and loved Jesus. I remember as a child, even loving the stories, loving Sunday school, um, but I do very clearly remember when I actually felt like I was living a Christian life. Mm -hmm. And so even in, in high school, so we went from Southern California to Anchorage, Alaska. Um, my dad was in a uh, border patrol in Southern California. There's and, a big thing, big topic today. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, we, we could uh, probably go on a whole other segment for that. But he, then he went into, he was in immigration in, in, uh, in investigations in Anchorage. Well, let's pick that back up after the break. We're up against one right now. My guest is Andrea Sherwood. We'll be back with her in a moment. Learn all about C-Suite in this next segment. Don't go away. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. A true honor to have Andrea Sherwood with us today. She's a cybersecurity specialist with NBC slash Universal and, of course, uh, in Florida. Uh, that's a, a very common name. Everyone knows where Universal is. And our studios are located real close to the NBC TV station here. So that's kind of where we are. And uh, Andrea is here today not only talking about uh, 
what she does there, as we've done in the first segment, getting to know her. But she's also the founder of uh, something that we're going to be getting into in just a moment, and that is C-Suite. And uh, she'll explain what that means, what they do, how they take the principles of the gospel and help people with it through C-Suite and its ministry. But before we get to that, let's finish up our chat. You were telling us all about your dad. He was a Border Patrol person in California. And uh, so you kind of grew up kind of living in a lot of different areas. Yeah, we went. uh, So when I was 12, we moved up to Anchorage, Alaska. He was doing investigations there uh, with the immigration and naturalization service back then when, you know, when it was INS. And so when I went into a public middle school and then a public high school, I was exposed to a completely different, uh, you know, life there from the, the small private school that I had been in in Southern California. So just really being around the kids, being uh, just, it, it was just a completely different environment. Obviously, it was a big school. Uh, got into cheerleading, got into the popular crowd uh, with quotation marks, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really just uh, got into a, a lot of different things as a teenager. And my parents said, if I wanted to, we had a recruiter show up at our church that that was actually associated with a private high school in Wisconsin, Martin Luther Prep Preparatory School. And they said, if you want to go to that school, you can. And so that was an opportunity for me to say, do I want to make this whole transition uh, in the middle of high school? I was going into my junior year um, and go to this private school. And I thought, what a great opportunity for me to, I, 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 I think it's, it's, interesting to think of even at 16 that I was thinking about just a way to transition my whole life into being more focused on Christ. And, Mm. and I, I, and I just, I don't know, obviously really what drove me to do it, except I just wanted to change. I wanted to get away. I knew that if I stayed doing that same thing with the kids that were there, that I probably wouldn't end up going to college or doing the things that I really knew I wanted to do. So what a gift of discernment at that young age that God gave you. It, it's, it's crazy to me. Cause I know I made a lot of terrible choices at that age, As that, but at have, least yeah. I made one. Mm-hmm. Good one. <laughs> That's good. And he helped and, you do that. He opened yeah. the door, put it in your heart. Thank God for that. That's, uh, is such a wonderful thing. And, uh, so you started living for the Lord and what a difference that makes. And you're living in Alaska of all places. I've never been there either. I mean, this is amazing that you've been, you've lived in a lot of really uniquely beautiful areas. Yeah, it was, it's, I still love to go back. I have a cousin that lives up there. That's a whole other long story. Um, she came to live with us when we were there and she stayed, I went away to school, but we were in the same grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go up to see her and it's just wonderful to just go there. And, and I, I can't describe how much peace you, you really feel when you get out there and you just see those, those mountains. Oh, that's great. I'm sure it's beautiful. My goodness. Andrea Sherwood is my guest. And we talked about this. We've kind of set it up. How did you first hear about this thing called C-Suite? So C-Suite for Christ is an organization that was founded in Milwaukee in Wisconsin by Paul Newberger. He was actually uh, he was actually uh, in an organization or his company where he actually does sales training, and he had a he had he had a 
job that he was going to do. And I want to say it was sales training or keynote speaking. And when they heard, when this organization he was working for was a huge bank, uh, when they heard that how much he talked about his faith within his keynotes and within his training, they actually told him they could no longer have him. Somebody had gone to the main people that were coordinating this training and told them they couldn't have him because he was too talking too much about his faith and about, about God. They would have said he's too preachy. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they just said, we can't have that here. And so he was, he ended up just being, I think this was 2018 on fire for bringing people together to say, we can't have this. We can't have people being told they can't, talk about their faith. They can't speak about the gospel within, you know, the things that they want to talk about. You can't be Mm -hmm. told you can't speak. This is America. We can't tell people what they can't say (laughs) um, like that. So, um, so he started C-Suite for Christ and he was really bringing executives together. This, it started with the C-Suite, but really it's, it's people with executive making decision-making power to get together to, just embolden each other. What you're looking at is Christian leadership, just that that top down, and you know, bringing that culture shift within organizations that where it's okay to to come to come to your business to your workplace and bring your faith, bring it and and live your life in all aspects of your life. And so, I came across it on LinkedIn. Um, earlier this spring, I had been personally looking for, you know, just a way to to just get together with other business people, with other people within the corporate environment that I could share, you know, what it's like and and really just needed that needed that fellowship with mm-hmm. people who knew what what it's like to be in the corporate environment today and and to just embolden and really be unapologetic about our faith in the workplace. Now the a question it forgive me if it's a stupid question. The C of C suite, corporate or Christ, which does it stand for? It's corporate. It's yeah, it's it's I thought like so. Your, I just wanted to yeah. be sure. I mean really the C suite is gonna be your CEO, CFO, CIO, CISO, you know, all of your your C types of positions is really what it's mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for. Um but again it's not just the C suite that is invited to be, you know, members and participate. So uh, Paul finds this, uh, I guess you could say pushback (laughs) in a really big way from his company. And he's, he's successful. Obviously he's very successful at doing what he's doing. He's being used as almost a a, a motivational speaker for their business. And yet because of his faith, because of the principles, uh, I, it reminds me of um, a guy uh, that I, I had in a, interview with someone from uh, First Liberty who was representing a person who was a fireman in line to become the captain, but because he took a leadership class and they found out he took a leadership class at his church, they fired him because of that. And he was to their own detriment because this was a leader of leaders. This man was really something special. And uh, they just said, no, you can't do that. You know, you mentioned earlier, this is not what's American. This is not the way it's done in America. Yet we're seeing, is this not true, that it's happening more and more and more frequently here in America? I would say the last couple, I mean, when I worked at Lockheed, we shared, I knew people of all different faiths, all different backgrounds, and we shared what we believed. I don't remember ever 
worrying about it so Mm -hmm. much. Whereas I feel like today, um, I was, I, I found myself being more careful about what I was talking about, who I was sharing with. And that didn't feel good. That that's not what we're called to do. That's not what God calls us to do or, or, you know, that's not living out my faith. Mm -hmm. And so I really, that's why I think I really felt like it was important for me to be around other people, to be really emboldened and, and really feel like there were other people that would lift me up and, and we would help each other. And I feel like ever since I started this, so I started the conversation, I would say back in April when we, you know, started talking about if this was a potential to start a chapter here in Orlando and if I would be the right fit for doing that and being the face for C-Suite for Christ here. And just even that, I I started putting more out on LinkedIn. I put it, you know, put be more uh, specific about the things that I was posting that was very obviously this is, I believe in Jesus Christ and believe in scripture. It's just you know, very clear to people. And, and I feel like in a loving way, this is, this is what I believe. And, and, uh, just hope that it encourages other people to also be bold. You know, we were talking in segment one about all your work in cybersecurity and what you have to do is kind of lock down those opportunities that thieves come in. And in this area that we're talking about in this segment, it's very similar in a real way. I mean, you're, you know, this woke culture that we are in right now, they're, they are like uh, thieves, really. They're trying to rob away liberties. They're taking away from people the voice that we would have for our faith. And they're making it feel that people of faith have to keep clamped up, yeah. shut up, and hold it on yourself. And that's not what the Lord told us to do. And it's obviously not what you're doing. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting you're saying it that way. It's really the wolf in sheep's clothing, too, because they really try to come at you like we're the nice ones. We're that we're mm-hmm. just doing this because we care. Yeah, we're doing it because we are we're people of inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Except we don't want to include you <laughs> 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 because you're a person of faith. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's kind of the way it hard. feels, isn't it? Yeah, it, it just it does feel like. I've heard that a lot is come as you are, be your authentic self. But then I go through some training and it says you can't talk about religion or politics. And wow. it's like, how can I be my authentic self if I can't tell people I'm a Christian and talk about my Bible studies and you know what's important to me? It really is a study on the, the kind of, I guess you could uh, call it tricks of the trade that is being employed by these in the woke culture right now. To, it's a double speak, really, because they say things that uh, if you take two, any two statements, you can't put them together. You can't say that you're inclusive when you shut out a whole group of people. Yes. You can't say we really care about the individual when that individual who works for you is a believer and you've just fired him for his faith. Yeah. You can't say those. It's it's an interesting study of 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 a. Of a kind of a paradox, really. Yeah, and to be called an extremist for things that people have been believing traditionally for so long. Right. And then, you know, I, I actually was just out in L.A. recently for work, and and we were having a conversation, and, and we were talking about somebody brought up extremism, and I felt like if they probably knew some of the things I believe they might. I, I don't know what they consider. I didn't ask what their definition was, but part of me felt like, you know, it's an, another moment where I kind of felt like 
I don't know if I really belong in this conversation. Yeah. Now, you're obviously not afraid to put it out there that this is what you are yeah, doing no, and I'm, that this is who you are. Yeah, they know. I mean, it was it was clear with everybody I work with very closely, but I feel like also they they know I love them. It's it's not like a very um it, the the group that I work with is just wonderful as far as just you know, friendship and, and kindness, um, as far as the group that I work with. Um, it's really the, it's the, the overarching or the bigger, um, the bigger picture that's harder. And the conversations we had, I actually loved that we could actually be in person for the first time. And I could feel more comfortable being who I was and talking about my faith and talking about what I was doing for C-Suite for Christ. And, being unapologetic about it, but because they knew me and knew that I cared about them, that it, it, they didn't, I don't think they felt threatened by any of it or, or, and felt comfortable talking about extremism because they probably didn't, didn't really consider me in, Mm -hmm. in that group, even though I wonder, um, I, we didn't get into a lot of details about my really core beliefs. Has the, this launch of the chapter that you're leading, has it actually happened yet? No, our launch is October 19th. That is going to be right after the God's Economy, um, the Expo, the Christian Yeah, the Chamber Christian Expo, Expo yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, be, we'll have a table at the Expo. Paul Newberg is actually speaking at the Expo. That's right. So that's exciting. And he's going to stay. I asked him to stay and be the keynote for our kickoff um, on the awesome. 19th. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. And I'll be there as well with uh, the Shepherd table and we're going to be right in the expo area on broadcast row hope to have paul on my program i'm sure i'll have a chance to do that that's coming up the the 13th and 14th of october so just uh, about five days that will end five days later you've got your big kickoff that's right we'll be at life point church in Longwood. And so that's, that's going to be, it's a seven 30 in the morning is, is when we'll join and have some fellowship and a little bit of networking. And then at eight o'clock from eight to 10 is really the, the, the big time that we're, we're focused. We, we're starting with a morning inspiration. We have Joseph Thompson is our morning inspiration. He was a pastor for action church at one time mm-hmm. here in the Metro area. And he, and then we'll have Paul Newberger as the, the keynote. And then we have a small group breakout. So Paul will have some questions for people to get together and have some conversation. And that's what it's going to look like every month. It's just a morning inspiration, a keynote, and then conversation. And then there's an hour's worth of people getting together and really sharing um, their thoughts on the keynote. So ongoing, it's a day, uh, it's really one day a month involvement. Yeah, two hours. Uh, one time a month. Two hours, one time a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like that's mm-hmm. something that I know a lot of leaders would really feel not only uh, that it would benefit their business, but it would certainly benefit them as an individual. Yeah. Our focus is what kind of sets us apart from an, an really a networking organization is we really are just bringing people together for more of the fellowship and the community versus the, the networking side of it. So we actually asking people there will be corporate people coming in that are business members aren't really there to network it they're only there really for the fellowship so Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely not a networking group i always want to clarify because we're complementary to the christian chamber and other networking organizations um this is 
this is, we are focused on your soul. Mm. And that's really a good way to express that. Give us the website before we take our break and then we'll be back. It's Give or, us your, yeah, orlando.csweetforchrist.com. Orlando.csweet, and that's spelled S U I T E. Yeah. No dash between C and sweet. Correct. Yep. Orlando. C Suite for Christ.com. There you go. Andrea Sherwood is my guest. We'll be back with her for one more segment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407 965 4166 now or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Back one more time with Andrea Sherwood. Andrea works at NBC Universal. She is a cybersecurity specialist, but she's also the founder and leader of the Central Florida chapter of the Orlando chapter of CC, there I go, C Suite for Christ. We were talking about the tongue twisting aspect of it, and, and there it is for all to see. C Suite for Christ, and that's going to happen on October the 19th, a big kickoff. And uh, we've, uh, we'll get back to those details one more time at the end of this segment. So if you'd like to go, maybe you are a CFO or a CEO, uh, I have a friend who is a CEO, but he, he calls it chief encouragement officer. That's oh, what he it. is. So, and yeah, he or is director <laughs> or, I mean, that really I'm a director within my company, so it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have C- to be a CEO. Yeah. 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 Anyone that has a heart and really the focus, as you told us in the last segment is not networking. It is, it is fellowship. Right. And it is really mutual encouragement in our walk, which is what the scripture tells us to do to encourage those along the way and, and remind them of the grace of God, which I I think every person that's a believer in business, they need that kind of encouragement. Absolutely. We need that, that strength from each other. It's really, it's, that is what makes us stronger is when we live our lives as the body of Christ, because Mm -hmm. he has brought us together for a reason. Now you're a person that we've already heard. You've lived in lots of different places different parts of the country. You've seen the cold spots as well as the warm spots like you're in now. And you were looking for a church and you and and your your husband and family 
uh, checked out St. Andrew's, which was R.C. Sproul's church, and he was still there at the time. So tell us that story. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we were going to a wonderful church, which I also would highly recommend as Willow Creek in Winter Springs. And uh, actually, all three of my adult children are still members there. They love it. Um, but I shout was out to Drew Taylor. Shout out to, to Pastor Drew. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we were introduced by pastor if pastor kevin was there he he gave us chosen by god which was an rc sproul book oh a great one and you know being raised in the lutheran faith we really um didn't understand uh that same that the reformed theology the way rc sproul taught it and that was just such an eye opening book to me because i really wanted to understand we were in a pca church presbyterian church of america we were in that church we really wanted to understand the theology of where we were at and so we dug in and learning about rc sproul and then and then learning about ligonier and and wanting to grow in our faith it just we we thought just let's go visit st andrews when i found out he was a pastor there we really just wanted to go one time and go see if we could hear a sermon or if we could you know, just be, be around where R.C. Sproul was. Mm -hmm. And so we went to visit and, and some, <laughs> it, it ended up being November 26th, uh, was, was R.C. Sproul's final sermon. And your and first then, Sunday there is his last Sunday to preach. Right. Right. And uh, it's unreal. just, uh, just a few weeks later, he went to be with the Lord and, and that, just has always been very special to me mm -hmm. that we were able to to be in that sermon on Hebrews too, and I have it highlighted and circled, and <laughs> never we'll never forget that. Um, my daughter, my middle daughter, was with us, and she also thought that was really special. Mm -hmm. I recently had the privilege to go up to the campus at Ligonier and RBC, and and uh, was able to get a tour from his daughter, uh, who showed us personally all the way around, took us into RC's office. That is pretty amazing. And one of my colleagues actually sat in the chair. I did not do it that day. I, I just watched and we took pictures of him doing it. But we got to go all around. And, you know, the whole time I'm there, I'm reminded, uh, this happens to me regularly where someone will say, what's the favorite book you've ever read? And my answer is always The Holiness of God. Yeah. It's just one of the most important books that I think is out there. I, I can't imagine a book more gripping or interesting than what R.C. did. And he has an unbelievable tape series or CD series that's on the same topic. Highly, highly recommend it. It's that's really, so truly. Good. I know this is a cliche expression, but it is truly life changing. Yeah. When you hear it, it's life changing. Yeah. I, I mean, really, all of the resources from R.C. Sproul, I, I would have to recommend both. But the holiness of God really helps a Christian to understand what we have been set apart to live our lives for mm -hmm. and why it's so important for us to understand um, it, to understand how wonderful, how great, how amazing the grace is that we have, because we couldn't even for the slightest sin go to heaven. Even if it was just one little sin, we one go little to, lie. because he yeah. is so holy. Thrice holy, as he says in there. <laughs> yeah. Three times. Holy, holy, holy. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a great book. 
And it's not just a great book. It is one of the greatest books that's ever been written. R.C. Sproul, The Holiness of God. You can thank me later. Download it today if you're one that likes Kindle, the uh, uh, the Kindle, or or if you like to get a like I am a real book in your hands. Uh, get that one. You'll be very happy you did. And uh, you, again, you can thank me later. <laughs> so it's great. You know, one of my favorite uh, remembrances. I was taking classes at a RTS. And at that time frame, R.C. was one of the adjunct professors. And someone said, when you're in there, pop some popcorn during the break before class starts and have a bowl of popcorn at your desk and see what happens. So that's exactly what I did. I got popcorn, microwave popcorn, popped it up, had it there on my desk. And R.C. taught from the front of my desk, eating my popcorn with me the entire time. <laughs> class was awesome (laughs) (laughs) that is amazing (laughs) he loves it and you know to be in such a setting with him and uh he he was a man that was not only versed in scripture and his ability he's like the master storyteller and that's what listening to him does i mean you get these intricate bible stories and uh, history stories they're wrapped down and you feel like your favorite uncle with the great voice is the one telling you the story and you're drawn in and you, you just can't believe it. Yeah. You're sitting at, it's almost like sitting at, at his feet and listening. You're right. It's, he's just got such a, such a heart for, for what he's teaching and a, just a way of being able to share. It's, it's amazing. I, I can't, I, when I was introduced to R.C. Sproul, I wanted to be listening to everything renewing your mind became a daily yeah, right. a daily thing for me i just wanted to hear him talk and you know i have to also just say that that we went to st andrews we stayed at st andrews because he made such an amazing decision such a wonderful decision in the person that followed him and dr parsons too mm-hmm. i mean that that's just a just a wonderful church. Well, he had a long time. And, and just, uh, just to make this clear, we don't idolize this man. He was a man like the rest of us, uh, human, uh, and yet he wasn't perfect, but he served a perfect God and he knew a perfect God and he knew that perfect God quite well. Mm-hmm. And it, that comes through. And that's, that's why it's so great. I, again, in that uh, tour that we took of not only uh, the offices of Ligonier, but associated with that is the Reform uh, Reformation Bible College there RBC, and then of course they are the the church is right there St Andrews, and it's it's just a beautiful thing to see all that on such an amazingly gorgeous campus. It is, it is. I mean, it's very fitting for the true beautiful theology that's being taught in that church. You know, he did in a real way bring a little bit of Ligonier Valley up in Pennsylvania, the gorgeous area <laughs> right. that it is that he somehow brought that down to central Florida. So you get to feel that you're, you're kind of in that kind of a uh, warm and wonderfully inviting area for those that's ever spent any time in rural Pennsylvania. You know what I'm talking about. And he somehow he replicated that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very peaceful place. I could probably go there every day and just sit and, and be there. It's so pretty. (laughs) Well, for people that could, and if they allow it, I don't know, but to be able to walk around that lake and uh, just look at everything, it's, it's really wonderful. Uh, Andrea is my guest today, Andrea Sherwood. Uh, We talked about this. I want to make sure I give plenty of time. Uh, C-Suite for Christ 
in the Orlando area is about ready to kick off. Give us all of those details. So we are having our launch event on October 19th. We're meeting at 7.30 to start with fellowship and and just getting together. And then starting at 8 o'clock up until 10 o'clock, we're going to have have the uh, morning inspiration, a keynote, and then small group conversations for the last hour. So a lot of fellowship and a, and a really wonderful event. We'll be meeting every month, but starting October 19th is when we're going to have our first event. So that is the commencement of the monthly meetings. And again, if you're interested in taking part, uh, go to this web address. Orlando.csweetforchrist.com. You did a great job saying it that time. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, C-Suite for Christ. That is Orlando.csweetforchrist.com. C-SuiteForChrist.com. And uh, you can sign up, register there. And when you look over this next year, what are you anticipating from a standpoint? What are you hearing about people's involvement in this chapter of C-Suite? I, you know, I'm really excited to do, so the monthly meetings, I did say that is our primary focus, but we do have opportunity to have colleagues for Christ, get smaller groups together on a regular basis. Coffee in Christ is, is another offering that we like to do to get everybody together on a phone call once a week. Um, and then there, there's opportunity to do retreats and, and actually have events. So they're actually in Milwaukee there on February 9th, they're going to have, uh, they're going to have governor Huckabee. Mm, yeah. Mike <laughs> uh, Huckabee. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to, wow. I guess, uh, they're going to have him and they're going to have some, some, you know, entertainment and they're going to have a big event there. So we'll have in February, we'll have our own live streaming of that. And then we'll also have hopefully our own event next year. Well, that's great. And this is a great area to have events. Yeah. A lot of people like to come to Florida, especially in the wintertime, <laughs> get away from the cold and to be here. But this sounds like this is going to be such a wonderful thing for those people who are, again, not wanting to network. It's not a networking organization, but it is something for people who are in business that want to learn how to better represent the Lord and be more faithful in doing so uh, in the marketplace. We talk a lot about marketplace ministry through some of our programs that we have on here, like The Shepherd at Work with Mark Goldstein. I'm sure you've met Mark, right? You haven't. Oh, there, <laughs> there's. I'm going to have to introduce you to him. He's a great guy, former president of the chamber. And, uh, so oh, that, wonderful. yeah, he's, uh, he's a host of, um, the radio show. In fact, his most recent, uh, podcast, it has uh, crystal Parker on it. So you'll have to listen to it. He, it's really great. And that is the shepherd at work heard every Saturday at 10 five here on the shepherd. Andrea, it's been great to have you here. Thank you for coming by. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Mike. It was really fun. Well, good. I'm glad you had fun. I certainly enjoyed the stories about RC. Thank you for sharing that. What a wonderful memory that had to be for not only you, but your family and friends. As always, it's a real privilege to have you with us here on Afternoons with Mike. We'll see you the next time on The Shepherd.